easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Portland's Afternoon News here on FM News 101 KXL. I'm Tim Lance, topping the news this hour. During 2021, Portland saw more than 1,200 shootings. KXL's Rosemary Reynolds sat down with the leader of the Focused Intervention Team. It's an in-depth story heard only here on FM News 101. Kenneth Dulio is the acting lieutenant who will oversee the team of 12. The team will begin its work in the city tomorrow. Dulio describes the past 18 months as the worst the city's ever seen in terms of gun violence. He says there is a long-haul commitment. I mean, this is going to be years and years. There's going to be retaliation over some of those murders for years to come between the police bureau, ECST, the FIT team, between the community-based organizations reaching out, um, between probation, parole, the federal partners. Just try to get in the middle of this mess, intervene, and help change the outcome. It took much longer than expected to put the team together. There was a lot of skepticism by officers. Did they really want to do this work? It also came from elected officials, part of the community, and the district attorney's office. That goes back to when the gun violence reduction team was defunded. A lack of support for law enforcement was seen across the country, and oversight here became a focal point. Rosemary Reynolds, FM News 101. And a quick note, you can hear Rosemary's entire interview at KXL.com. Eugene police continue to search for the person or people who shot six concert goers last Friday. KXL's Grant Mackill has an update. At this point, there's still not enough information to determine if the mass shooting was random or targeted. And police chief Chris Skinner says that although there's been some cooperation from witnesses, much more is needed. Share with us what they saw and potentially what evidence they may have captured on cell phones or other types of devices. Eugene police today also released the names of those shot. They are 25-year-old Aaliyah Tynan of Eugene, 25-year-old Jason Smith of San Francisco, and 26-year-old Richard Lemon, 30-year-old Rayshawn Sapuni, 26-year-old Tristan Van Blockland and 21-year-old Priscilla Camarena, all from Pendleton. All six are expected to be okay. Grant McHill, FM News 101. It's now 4.05 on FM News 101 KXL. As more schools return to remote learning, families and experts alike say they're worried about the impact on education. KXL's Zanette Newell has the story. Chun-Wei Chi is the director of the Center for Global Health at Oregon State University. He says there's no easy one-size-fits-all answer in the safety versus best education debate. My opinion is students have suffered 
nearly two years of remote education. Dr. Daniel Lopez Savayo says if families want in-person learning with the pandemic raging, there will likely have to be sacrifices for safety, including extracurricular activities. Nationally and in Oregon had agreed on prioritizing right that keeping the schools open. Dr. Chris Nichols says this debate over education also happened more than a century ago during a deadly flu pandemic. There are amazing photos of people taking classes outside, you know, in Montana, trying to keep schools open. Annette Newell, FM News 101. Voters in the Newburgh School District are deciding whether to recall two school board members. Chairman Dave Brown and Vice Chair Brian Shannon are facing this recall over a ban on political signs, which would include Black Lives Matter and LGBTQ pride flags. Talking to our news partner, KGW Brown, claims the intent behind the ban has been misconstrued. The people on the board who voted for the ban has nothing to do with... uh, uh, kids of, of BIPOC or, or gender, anything like that. Uh, we support those kids 110%. It just came out as simple as that, politics in the classroom. Results from that recall election are expected to start coming in at about 8 o'clock tonight. And three more candidates have qualified to run for positions in the city of Portland. A.J. McCreary has filed to run for Commissioner Dan Ryan's seat. Jeffrey Wilbelski will be running for Commissioner Joanne Hardesty's seat. And Brian Seltzer will be on the ballot for city auditor. The election is going to take place on May 17. Multnomah County's homeless team continues to put in long hours since they received new funding. Commissioners get a report now on their work. It happened this morning, and KXL's Mike Turner has the details. Multnomah County's Joint Office of Homeless Services have been spending money on new programs since Metro funds first became available. Joint Office Director Mark Jolin says the Supporting Houses Services measure has given them an amazing opportunity. Being a very sharp focus on the kinds of support services people need and the kind of housing opportunities that they need and building out that infrastructure. Um, Some of it is going to look different than what we currently do. Some of it is going to be expanding on what we currently do that works, but that's the effort that's underway. Jolin says shelters are under construction, tenants are finding long-term homes with support services, and behavioral health caseworkers are working with the addicted to keep them on a path to recovery. Another more detailed report of the progress to house the homeless will come later this year. Mike Turner, FM News 101. Thanks, Mike. I'm Tim Lance here on Portland's Afternoon News. It's 410 on FM News 101 KXL. Coming up at 416, there's a pastor who's taking heat for what he did with a handful of his own spit during a sermon. Vision I'm about to give you, it might get nasty. Then it's the five things you need to know. Coming up at 419, government officials taking orders for free at-home COVID tests. It's happening now, and details are at number one on our list. So stay connected to Portland's Afternoon News here on FM News 101 KXL. And the news continues. Portland's Afternoon News here on FM News 101 KXL. Good afternoon to you. I'm Tim Lance. Fair warning. This next story, little disgusting. An Oklahoma pastor by the name of Mike Todd now drawing fire for wiping spit on a man's face during his sermon. Here's how it happened. And this is where most people would not face Jesus anymore. What most people would do is turn away. Yeah, because the vision I'm about to give you, it might get nasty. 
Yeah, you can hear the crowd reacting as he just wiped that spit all over the man's face. It was actually dripping from his face. YouTube video from Transformation Church in Tulsa on Sunday has been seen tens of thousands of time, times, that is, and uh, people calling it pretty disturbing. Todd spit in his hand more than once before wiping it on the face of the man next to him. That spit can clearly, as I said, be seen hanging from his face. The guy actually starts to, you know, pull some of it off of his face. Time now for the five things you need to know today. Brought to you by Maiden Real Estate. Luxury service, exceptional results. Maiden Real Estate. Number five. Florida lawmakers are moving forward with a plan to connect playing the national anthem at sports events to state money. A Senate Commerce Committee backed a proposal that would require Florida professional sports teams receiving government money to play the national anthem before every home game. Number four. President Biden getting ready for his news conference tomorrow afternoon and it's been a good long time it'll be the first formal get together with reporters in quite a while hot topics will include the ongoing covid omicron surge and of course rising inflation biden also is dealing with growing tensions with russia and ukraine number three the cdc says well under one percent of u.s covid fatalities have been kids According to their data, there have been over 8 million cases among children with only around 1,100 deaths. More than 75% of coronavirus-related deaths actually have been among seniors. Number two. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says Americans will be watching as the Senate begins debating voting rights legislation. The New York Democrat is also calling out Senate Republicans for opposing the bills. Republican and Minority Leader Mitch McConnell condemned efforts, though, by Democrats to lift the Senate filibuster to pass their voting rights bills. He's calling it a Democratic power grab. And finally, number number one. The federal government has started taking orders for free at-home COVID tests. Infectious disease specialist Dr. Jason Bowling says this will take the burden off health care systems, which have been flooded with people who cannot find the tests in stores. It causes a bottleneck when the ER doctors and urgent care clinics are trying to sort out who needs to be seen right away and who's just there because they need a test. And the tests can be ordered at the website covidtests.gov. And those are the five things you need to know today.